Cheers, neighbours. Happy 35th birthday. Just like Prue, we also opened a box. However, all we got is a bottle of Prosecco and now a cancelled trip to Rome. Thanks a lot, coronavirus. Ugh, yeah, thanks a lot, Lassiters. I'll be chatting to Tim Collins if we can't reschedule. What a huge day for the soap. Can we just take a moment to remember Prue? Yep, so uh, Prue's gone. No more Lolo, no more Smoochies and no more of the order. Out of the puddle and into the pond. Out of the puddle and into the pond. What a day. So much to celebrate. And we have an early serving of Prosecco. Let's jump into tonight's Ramsey Speak. You come here. Come here. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No! It's the simple things that fuel great love. Shared laughter. A gentle touch. A kind word. Small gestures can have great meaning with a little understanding. They help us get to know each other, be there for one another, to show our love. We all need love. We crave the warmth and joy sparked by special people who help to make a better day. Finding love is not always easy, but we should never stop seeking. No matter how long the journey, the path we tread is worth every footstep. If we're lucky, we find all sorts of love along the way. Love we share with partners, family, friends, neighbours. Could there have been a more perfect intro to the 35th celebrations? Honestly, every part of the opening scenes was just incredible. It just gave me goosebumps. This was when I was pre-warning yesterday about how good this episode was. It was this bit in particular. It really stood out for me. It just... It just gave you all the feelings of nostalgia. It's something neighbours do so brilliantly, unlike other soaps. They remember their heritage and their history. It just gave me all that nostalgia and just like a warm, fuzzy feeling inside that is everything you want as a neighbour's viewer. That's what you think of when you think of the soap. Yeah, and I think in stark contrast to the late Endgame, this was classic, quintessential neighbours. Those first couple of scenes, we saw Carl and Susan, we saw Paul on the street, we saw, you know, Des on the street, we saw Jane talking about Kylie. It was like, what? We're getting everything that a fan literally craves about the show. Um, And it was just brilliant from start to finish. Wasn't it just so great to see Jane looking at Charlene's wedding dress that moment was just so like uh, like I said nostalgic and all the memories that you just have and seeing Des back on the street I never saw him first time round I sadly we weren't born you were too young I wasn't born <laughs> um but seeing Des after I'd realised who Des was, I was like, "Oh, this is just great." This you were like, "What's this homeless man doing?" <laughs> who is this guy getting out on of the car? street? <laughs> it was so nice, and I loved the Dippy Dippy and Shane. Oh, Dippy and Shane, so nice to see kind of modern new neighbours. replicating that iconic Mm. title scene moment I really really enjoyed that it was just um, lovely and it was just yeah it gave you all that warm fuzzy feeling I was just completely obsessed with it you can tell it was written by someone who knows the show inside out somebody who knows the history and the heritage heritage of the show and as a fan knows how important that is and it was Shane yeah thank you so much Shane it was incredible honestly uh, a real reflection of how brilliant you are at writing I think it was awesome so it kick-started off literally the best episode. I just loved every second of it. It was full of love. And from that love, we got to see Lana Crawford. We did. Sorry, just going to say now, if you hear any clinking, it's because we do actually have uh, Prue's... We're drinking. Uh, ...alcohol, yeah, because, you know, I need a drink before <laughs> she blew up. So um, if you hear oh, any clinking, it's, it's just we my alcohol. To to that point. Yeah. Yeah, no, so Lana showed up. Lana is Sky's fiance, And obviously, way back when, when they were both in the show, that's when they were... 
bit of a almost an bit item. of a will they won't they and it was suppose it was kind of a case that like back then in the early noughties it would have been the early noughties wasn't it that's when um you know it, it probably those things weren't really shown on tv as much they weren't mm. as widely accepted and they were one of the first kind of lesbian relationships portrayed in a soap yeah you know even just with how it played out so actually really iconic to have them back especially the year after aaron and david got married exactly. on neighbors you know still pushing the boundaries of of what equality and representation can look like um i think that was really cool i think it's a shame maybe chloe and ellie weren't there to see that because we could have had some really cool crossover conversations but you know yeah. Um, maybe that's something for the future if they don't all die on the island who knows who blimmin knows can I just mention Lana where is she from her accent's odd isn't it where is she from I know I can work out I'm sure somebody listening to this will be able to give us the answer I wasn't sure whether is she Australian and then since leaving the show maybe she's gone over to like LA like they all do and she's um doing an acting career over there maybe she's got that hybrid accent going yeah or is she just not from australia full stop maybe she never really was or maybe she's from a part of australia where they all sound like that Mm. what do we know who knows but another classic nod was uh cricket on ramsey street oh Oh my god please listen an opening titles for neighbors is not complete unless it has cricket exactly and it needs to come back and i don't know who knows maybe there could be some new titles or new music or something soon i don't know mm. would be good wouldn't it, it would i think it's anniversary. i think it's about time um good to see cricket on the street also good to see mark finally get married i know finally oh, happily mark in love i know and like this was the wedding which you know, we were waiting for something to go wrong. We were waiting. We were waiting for the bomb to go off from the champagne bottle, weren't we? But yeah. it went without did, a hitch. I did say to you when watching it, I was like, it would have been quite cool to have seen Mark and Paige blown to pieces because Mark has always been unlucky in love. And to finally die yeah. at his wedding when everything has finally gone right for him could have been like a really horrible but like perfect soap moment, maybe. Yeah, but as a Mark Brennan fan, I do think that that wouldn't have been a good decision because he's got to come back. Like in the future, he'll be back. Yeah. You know he will. Yeah. He's going to be like, he's going to be, he's just going to come back. He's going to be like a Toadie or a Paul or a Carl and Susan. He's going to be there for the whole of well, his life. Well, the police station's always going to have room for him, isn't always there? Always Even though he's room. an investigator now, there's always going to be room for him to come and investigate room. something. No, but, I loved it. I thought their wedding was so perfect and the vows and everything were so perfect and Susan is celebrant and having baby Gabe there. Yeah, I know. The, the baby giant. Yeah, baby, well, I mean, he's not a baby anymore, is he? No. He's, he's a child. You did mention as well, if you notice in the beginning of the episode when Gabe is playing with the boxes yeah. and Gabe looks straight down the camera. Straight direct down the camera. Literally the thing is down the Gabe, lens. zero shit's given. He's like, do you know what? I'm, I've never said I'm good at acting. I was thrusted into this position. He's been training with Denise Van Elsen, apparently. <laughs> Clearly uh, they've got the same coach. Beautiful moment. Absolutely loved um, Paige and Mark's kind of vows and the kind of moment where Susan set the scene there. It's the simple things that fuel a great love. Shared laughter, a gentle touch, a kind word. Mark, you are my guiding light. Life's often messy, it's rarely simple. I promise to love you, to support you, to protect you, for always and forever. Paige, you are my partner in crime. Although, I promise to never arrest you again. Uh. <laughs> I vow to support you, inspire you, and love you with all of my heart. Yay, they're finally married after getting back together for like a day. <laughs> no, I loved it. I thought it was really nice. And just like that, you know, Mark is now suddenly brothers to Ned. 
And he's got a little baby and Gabe. He's kind of got his stepdad. I just think it was the perfect round off to the story. I don't know about you, but I felt a bit like I was a big fan of Paige. And when she left the street with Jack, I was a bit like, I didn't see that being the future for them. I didn't see that being the way which her character would go. Um, But, you know, whatever is what it is. And then Mark as well, when he just kind of snuck off with his exit, I was like, I don't feel like that's the end of his storyline. It's not done. And now I'm like, oh, they've tied it together perfectly. You know, Jack's happy. He's gone back to the church. Paige and Mark are together and they've got um, baby Gabe and I'm sure lots of kids in the future. And it felt like a very, like, rounded story to, to just you know, put back out there. Now I'm happy that they're both going to ultimately leave because they are their guest characters. <laughs> I'm really happy that they're finally going to fuck no, off. But I'm happy, basically what you I'm just happy their storyline's finished. You know, it's like just a, a lovely storyline. And I'm sure the actors would agree. They're like, you know, this is the perfect way we'd want our characters to kind of like leave the show. Yeah. Well, talking of leaving the show, will Des and Jane go the same route? Will they get married and go off into the sunset? <gasps> Des and Jane, Des and Jane. I don't know enough about Des to have too much of an opinion on Des and Jane. But what I do know is I love Jane in like a like a really I love her she's like an auntie I feel yeah. like just from watching her on the screen I read an interview today with um, the Channel 5 Commissioner so it's on Digital Spy it's a really good read um, about Neighbours and the 35th and he mentions that there's a storyline coming up that could potentially mean that Jane becomes a permanent character now, I don't really understand how a story can come up that makes her permanent, but I'm really intrigued by what that means. I'm intrigued. Also, I feel like with Des and Jane, say they do go down the marriage route and they are one of our weddings. Um, I don't think that would be awful in terms of like it wouldn't mean that it would, wouldn't mean that Jane couldn't come back because Des is off living his life and Jane would always be able to pop back to Erin's. But she's been living in you know, the UK, apparently, according to her storyline, and then she just pops back over to Erinsborough. So I don't think it's well, unrealistic. He could, he could have a heart attack and die next week. He it's could fine. die. He as long as she die. has the happy wedding, I don't really care post exactly. that, let's be honest. But lovely moment when they uh, got talking again that maybe turned a little bit sour too soon. That's what I was trying to tell you. Paul asked me here for you. So we can talk about you and me. I am, This is a good thing. Des feels the same way you do. About? About each other, you know. What makes you think I have feelings for Des? Uh, I read it in your emails. The emails you promised not to read? Not only have you told Des, but you've invited him here without even discussing it with me. I take this. I'm sorry, I admit that. Maybe you could have handled things differently. You think? Not only is this humiliating, but you have violated my privacy. Crikey, Jane, can't we sit down no. and talk? No! Stay away from me, the two of you! Classic Neighbours drama in there. A great little sting of music at the end. Yeah. Poor old Des, what's happened to him? Because it seems that he's been replaced with a much younger stunt double. <laughs> with more hair as well. If like you watch that scene back, that, that young stunt double was hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, poor old Des. Love that we got that sting of music because we've been having lots of, you know, songs with lyrics in real songs. We had a bit of John Legend. We've had it all. a bit of Girls Aloud. We've had it all. I didn't know Australia knew who they were. I know, well, yeah, I didn't know anyone outside the UK knew who they were. In the were. words of Sarah Harden, it's about time. <laughs> right. There we go. Um, no, I thought that sting of music, you know, that's quintessential neighbours. I'm glad we got that sting in there. I am I'm interested to see how Des and Jane are going to go. And like I said, I'm back in Jane 
till the very end so and we've only got two more days to go we've got thursday and friday specials and that's it so things have got to start ramping up soon yeah well they do well they've certainly been ramping up on neighbors endgame haven't they endgame there may not be any uh people in the nud in this no, episode. not as many no, peaches. No genitalia. Not as many ten peaches. No. No, none of that. But there was um, a big celebration for Ellie's thirty fifth birthday. I know. Cheers, how, Ellie. How convenient oh that goodness, she was thirty five. Let's just do a little cheers. cheers. Yeah, Wonderful. Um, just drink Oh, no, good for you, Ellie. You look fantastic. Ellie sized glass. Um, I've actually just got a straw in my Prosecco bottle because <laughs> happy birthday, Ellie. Um, she is starting to go a little bit cray cray. She is. Um, she's starting to cracks are showing. She's starting to be really manipulated by Finn, and Finn is literally walking all over her and walking all over everyone. Yeah, he is. He is being really creepy, really creepy. But it's interesting to see Ellie trying to be this good sister, even though let's be frank, she has kind of like driven over her sister by falling in love with Finn again. She didn't need to do that, um, but she started to feel guilty for it, and that is interesting how it's going to play out. I'm the reason. You broke up with me. She's not returning my call. She won't speak to Susan. She hasn't turned up at Mum's. Clearly, she's upset. And the more time that passes, Finn, I, I can't help but think that she knows about us. I have to go after her. Well, if that's what you want, then I'll come too. If she's figured it out, and that's still an if, we both need to be there to explain that we've been nothing but respectful. Finn, we've kissed. Finn? We'll work out what to say on the road. I am living and loving these moments where we kind of see inside Finn's head and then we think it's real. For a second, I was like, oh my God, is that she's just going to let him, you know, they're just going to kiss straight yeah. up. I was like, what? And then it was suddenly in his head and I'm like, oh God, you just, you just never know what's, what's true and what's not true around this whole situation. Finn is evil. Yeah, I've really enjoyed some of the comments and feedback online about Endgame where people have said, God, it's like so different to um, the main show and I'm not sure I like that. And people saying, you know, I love it. I really like that because it is supposed to be quite aggressively a different show. And it's definitely coming across like that. These like psychopathic tendencies we're seeing, the conversations that are going on, they're so different to what we'd see on neighbours um and i think that's really a good contrast it's nice to see what would happen if the show was a late night drama i agree it's kind of like when they did erinsborough high and you didn't have to watch erinsborough high but it was referenced slightly in the main show and that's the same you know we are slight we're getting slight references in the main daytime show about you know people are answering their phone or there's a storm and you know b hasn't turned up yet but you don't have to watch endgame you should watch endgame if you're not watching it watch it yeah but it's you know it, like like you said it's just it's a whole separate show and i'm really enjoying that personally yeah i mean someone who um is quite sorry because they can't turn back time oh, oh my god is b she's still stuck down that she? mind the uh reg watson mine shaft must little nod there mm-hmm. um she got company now though she's, she's got, got a party company. down there harlow's joined her because for some reason harlow was like oh i'll come and join you even though I'm pretty sure in the episode before we saw that Finn threw the whole of the ladder down. Yeah. So I'm not sure how some of it has reattached itself to the side of the mine. But you know what? No, I thought he always kept a little bit, almost to like tease. No, I thought he he teased it, cut it off and then threw it back into the mine. Oh. But I, I don't really know. But anyway, regardless, 
Harlo is down there now. Not sure why she hasn't broken any bones falling, but B did. But hey ho, there we go. I mean, B was pushed onto her bloody back. She's lucky mm, that she can still true. talk and use her brain. Um, do you think Harlow's going to help them get out of that mess? I think she will. Do you think? I think she will, but I do kind of know what comes up, so I'm not going to say anymore. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Um, must just cross to Prue quickly, and we'll talk about her later properly, but um, she left an awful voice note for... Harlow in that moment. Don't she just talk about kind of like fucking your daughter up. Like she is really And like, you know, presumably at some point Harlow is gonna listen to that. So is. that is gonna be tough. Mm. I mean, yeah, she literally went kaboom. But moving on from yes, Prue going kaboom, kaboom because you know, There's we can't two... talk about Prue. We have yet. to celebrate Get that right excited. at the end. Yeah. Um we need to talk about the fact that Carl and Roxy, after what I said yesterday about not wanting them to be together, they got steamy. And I mean, Roxy nearly knocked Kyle out with her boobs. Literally, literally, literally not the coconuts. Literally, nearly not cut out. Let's have a listen to how they got it on. Why is everyone convinced we're walking up? It's ridiculous. Yeah, we're obviously just mates. Obviously, I can see how they could latch onto the idea, though. Yeah. You're hot. I'm hot. People can't help but imagine us together. Mm, yeah, I guess. Not that I am. What? Imagining us together. Me neither. If I was to imagine it, which I'm not, I think it'd be steamy as. That's not the point. Exactly. Been down that road and I've learnt my lesson. <laughs> I am respecting your space. And I'm respecting yours. Yep, just respecting the hell out of each other. <laughs> Besides, those do nothing for me anyway. Ah, fair enough. And nothing about you does. Anything for me. Boom, chicka, wow, wow. It was like a cheap porno where the pizza man comes in at the end. I loved it. Wasn't it great? <laughs> it really reminded me of those scenes before Harlow and Hendrix got together and they just used to stare at each other and like do slow talking and kind of be like, oh, yeah. It was just great. I loved that Ro- Roxy's voice when she was all like, it would be steamy as hell. Honestly, I was like, I was getting hot under the collar and like, sorry, Roxy, but I'm not into you. But like <laughs> Kyle, I mean, <laughs> into Kyle. Um, Kyle... Um, he was like a child, you know? He was like a teenager um, who, like, this was their first time that sex has ever been on the cards. His eyes were, like, so wide. They were just, like, lit up by the whole idea. I did love it. I thought it was great. I thought it was such a good yeah. scene. Is it going to be friends with benefits for a while? I kind of hope so. I don't feel like... Although I do think they'd be ultimately, like, perfect together, I really enjoy their friendship dynamic. Yeah, I think same. it really works. And we know on Ramsey Street, even if they do get together, they, there's going to have to be a split or an ups and downs. And actually, I'd rather just see them have a good time. Well, exactly. And also, Kyle's quite a bit older than Roxy, character-wise. Like, she's, like, what, 19 or and something? And he kept going on about wanting kids with Amy. So, I don't know. Would it work? Would yeah, it work? I don't feel like they're necessarily in the same place. But if, if Kyle's up for, like, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy being single because, you know, who needs a serious relationship right now? Perfect. Roxy's your gal. Well, talking of being single, someone who's newly single is Gary Canning. He's got the first Gaz boat, Can. slip, he- helicopter. Who knows how he got to that island? Yeah. Uh, but he got there and he has come to apologise to Kyle and he seems to have a bit of a a vibe about Finn, it seems. Absolutely. I think Gaz seems to be the only person who is picking up on the fact that Finn's being a bit weird. He's always kind of not been keen on Finn, but now he's like, yeah, there's definitely something off about him. And fucking good for Gary. Like, at yeah, least somebody is, like, it. getting it. Yeah, I found Gary 
appearing on the island really weird because he was just like, hi guys, have we got room for a flag of gate crasher? And it was just so bizarre. And just like the whole crowd that were there were kind of like, uh, I mean, yeah, if you want. Like, it, it was so... <laughs> not really any of his friends, but like, yeah, if you want. Although it was nice that Gary and Carl got to have that makeup scene oh, and kind no. of like appreciate that they, you know, like Carl said, he's a good dad and all that stuff. Yeah. It was nice. It's, you know, it's what we want to hear. It was nice. But, you know, what is going to happen with Finn's suspicions? We had that really quite ominous shot where Gary was just staring at Finn and mm. Finn was staring at Whilst him. Gary was hitting wood with Hitting that. wood in a very masculine way. Very so masculine. that is going to build to something but someone who has already seen their demise is poor Prue oh Prue well let's move on no I'm joking we must <laughs> talk about Prue um Declan Napier's car what did it do to deserve being blown up into when smithereens boom. when boom maybe there was just like you know they found it in storage I'm talking about the production team now they found not it crew. in storage <laughs> not crew yeah um, and they were like oh yeah let's get it out and then they were like oh shit I think we've actually we don't have the license for this car anymore we won't need to get rid of this quickly and it was kind of like a scene from Nathan's insurance so they were like, let's, job <laughs> let's make it go boom um, I actually thought that Prue's final monologue was pretty good but the green screen was dreadful I know and it really detracted away from me being able to focus on the dialogue she was delivering because I was so focused on the fact that it looked like she was sitting on the back lot in like a silly car with a green screen behind her. Like, I know it's probably budget-related stuff maybe or just purely out of ease because getting a low loader to put a car on, which is when they make the car move in like real life, um, they're really super expensive and they require like really like talented and trained people to be able to film with them. And Tony but, and Sonia is an example of when they did do that yeah, and for the uh, Sonia so R.I.P. episode. Yeah, yeah, so good. And then I just think a green screen car is so like... That's like so nineties, yeah. isn't it? Really, um, but you know, take taking the green screen car element of it away, it was a really great last monologue from Prue, and actually some of her better performance. She had that permanent permanent wet cheeks from the crying. She, she, she was really giving it. And some. she kept ringing everyone. Bit of hands free. We enjoy that. Drive exactly. safely, people. We certainly do. Um, and uh, you know what she delivered to Harlow is going to be devastating to her daughter when she finds out that yeah. her mother was blown into smithereens by Finn. Yeah, absolutely. You She's know, like, how's Harlow going to get around that? Absolutely crazy. Um, let's listen to uh, some of Prue's last moments. And totally unrelated, we're just going to drink some of our Prosecco while listening to this. If you ever listen to this, you'll be pleased to know that everything has fallen apart for me. I hope you're happy. <sighs> I do hope you're happy. I do. My little Lolo. Oh, God. God, I need a drink. Where's that champagne? There we have it. Champagne's here, Prue. Champagne's here. We are cheersing to you, Denise Van Outen. Do you think that most people who watch the main show who haven't watched Endgame would have noticed that she would have been blown up? Like, do you think anyone in a few weeks who hasn't watched Endgame would be like, oh my God, what happened to Prue? No. No. Okay, well, <laughs> there we go. Um, just to wrap us up today, can we get a little update on weddings and deaths, please? We sure can. Um, okay, so weddings to come, we're assuming two. If we can, Still, if we count Paul and Therese, we're assuming two. Two to come. Okay. Obviously, we assume that'd be Thursday, one again on Friday. So we presume Sky and Lana is one. Yeah, absolutely. And we... There's looking likely one. it's going to be... No, looking likely it'll be Jane and Des. 
Joan and Dares, and then did Paul and Therese count? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's always there going to be a mission. But that would be one a day, know. wouldn't it? Then so that does make yeah, sense. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Deaths wise, um, well, one is down clearly, as Prue is literally. You never know. The order might be able ash. to put her ashes together or something. I don't maybe. Know. Who knows? Um, so two left. Two left. That could be anyone. That could maybe now be Harlow and B down in the yeah. in the mine, or could be any. Could is be Harry Sinclair areas. involved? Yeah. Uh, you know, both of them are not main cast, and I have an ex- I have a feeling slash expectation that at least one main cast is going to have to pop their clogs. Yeah, I think one main cast is definitely going. Um, you know, we said yesterday the rumor mill online is saying it is Gary Canning that's going to go. But maybe that aside, maybe it will be maybe it'll be like Harry Sinclair as well, and that'll take it up to three. Who knows? Yeah, at least Who he had knows? a good good uh, good go though on yeah. Finn, and also you know oh, on his last don't day. Talk about oh. it. I can't think about it anymore. Um, um no, great. Episode. Yes, such so a good, good anniversary episode. Completely obsessed with it. Um, Endgame was brilliant, but even more brilliant was that main show. Honestly, Shane, the writing in that for fans is just like that's like gold. That's yeah. what we love. This episode's basically been an ode to you. So everybody else listening, yeah. sorry you had to uh, <laughs> deal with us going on. Uh, we will be back tomorrow though with more recaps of Neighbours and Neighbours Endgame. Please join us. Let us know what you're thinking. Pop us your tweets again. Thank you so much to all of you that's been listening. We've had like record numbers of you tuning in. Mm. So thank you so much for listening to us every night or the day after or whatever you're doing. If you're isolated because of coronavirus, we are your escape. So let us know what you want to hear more about. And until then, stay safe, wash your hands and um, we'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.